Uh, we wanted to get serious, though, for a moment uh, before we get back to taking some more of your rumours. Um, there are some concerns the uh, hospital system could be burdened by another big flu season. New figures from the Department of Health suggest there have been more than 15,000 confirmed influenza cases uh, so far this year. Infectious disease expert uh, Professor Paul Griffin from the University of Queensland joins us on 5AA Breakfast. Professor, good morning to you. Was there anything about this particular strain or indeed the conditions um, of Australia at the moment that mean we're more likely to get a bumper flu season? Yeah, look, thanks for having me. It's really hard to know. I mean, certainly what we do know is that uh, flu numbers over the last few years were very much affected by the mitigation strategies we employed to control the COVID-19 pandemic. And so we saw next to no flu cases really from April 2020 to, to uh, last year. And then we had a, a pretty big wave, but it was sort of short and sharp and over quickly. So there's a lot of people who haven't been exposed to the flu where normally we'd get a proportion of people exposed every year. So our population is perhaps more susceptible than ever. And now, of course, we've undone all those COVID mitigating strategies, the flu has, uh, is free to spread again. So we've certainly seen a, a big increase in cases a bit early this year, and that trend is continuing. So it's just really important people understand that and, and take simple steps to address it, which, of course, is get their vaccine this year. The other thing I've noticed, uh, Professor, is I'd have to say the least popular item at my local supermarket is the complimentary hand sanitizer at the entrance. And you think back to a year ago... Every single one of us, we mm. couldn't get into the supermarket without a mask on. And then, uh, overwhelmingly, on arrival, people would sanitise their hands. All that's largely stopped, hasn't it? Yeah, that's right. And it's a really good point. I mean, you know, we kept flu cases in the in the hundreds for a year. And we had zero deaths over a 12-month period with the flu while we were employing all those measures. Of course, we're not suggesting things like border restrictions and lockdowns will come back. But those simple hygiene measures like social distancing, hand hygiene staying home if you're unwell, they make a huge difference with a lot of infectious diseases, including the flu. And I think it's timely to remind people that, you know, a bit of hand gel and, and staying away from people that have symptoms and staying home if you're crook is just really important. Have we seen any evidence, Professor, yet that the, the process by which people that might have otherwise not bothered getting the flu jab, you know, became accustomed to getting uh, a vaccination because of COVID, whether that's made people more or less likely to now go and get the flu vaccination? It's really complicated this year because we know that we've had a lot of people needing a lot of different in, uh, vaccines for COVID and there's a bit of fatigue and frustration. And I completely appreciate that. We, you know, we really had to focus on vaccinating for that virus and you know, we needed repeated boosters to keep that protection uh, where it needed to be. So you know, that's a lot more vaccines than people used mm. to. We've talked a lot more about vaccines than we used to previously. And so now to talk about a, an infection that people didn't think about for a while and encourage people to get a vaccine for that, there, there is, I think, a, a bit of fatigue and frustration creeping in. But you know, it's just really important that people understand that both vaccines for COVID and flu, they're, they're safe, they're highly effective, they can be given at the same time. And, and you know, this year we're probably going to see the, the two viruses circulating like never before. So if we see COVID and flu at the same time, you know, a healthcare system which functions at capacity at baseline is, is really going to be stretched. So that's, that's the message we want to get out there. Just in terms of getting, getting flu shots as well, um, is there a bit of an ambivalence among young, younger people about doing it? By younger, I mean people probably you know, under the age of 50 that I think, oh, look, it's more of an old person thing. Like, should, should everyone think about doing it? 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the flu vaccine is recommended for everybody six months of age and, and older. And we know the people affected the most are, you know, both young children and the elderly and those people with medical problems. But, you know, really, this is something everybody should be vaccinated against because, you know, while most people won't be too sick and probably don't need to go to hospital, there's a proportion of people of all ages that unfortunately can get quite severely unwell from the flu. And it is an infection that traditionally we still lose about 3,000 people a year from as well. It's a bit mm. variable, but that's sort of the average. So, it's not something to be underestimated and, you know, again, we've got a great vaccine that really minimises the chance of those complications and, you know, we want people to make sure we have a good uptake of that this year. Good stuff. Associate Professor Paul Griffin from the University of Queensland, we appreciate your, uh, your, your comments this morning. Thank you. David Penberthy and Will Goodings, 6 to 9, 5AA Breakfast.